the 22nd of August 1986, the small mining community of Newcastle-upon-Tyne, England, bestowed unto the world a gift. After already blessing us with the likes of Alan Shearer, Cheryl Tweedy and Sting, not the wrestling one, along with Auntie Aunt and Uncle Deck, the Geordie capital of the world spat out another gem in the bastard pack. With a career spanning over 16 years, Benjamin Satterley has performed for the likes of Ring of Honor, TNA, PWG, DubXDub, New Japan, RevPro, IPW, but most notably of all, AEW, Dragon Gate, and with the WWE, with whom he appeared as Adrian Neville, or even just Neville. My name is Stephen Hook, and this is the Lifetime Booking Podcast. In this series, I will be looking through the career of Pac to see just how far the war Geordie bastard has come, and exactly what he's been up to along the way. You best settle in, we're gonna be here for a bit of a while. Before we get into like the nitty grittiness of Pac's career and what he's done and how he's got to where he is now, worth just taking a look at his ring name because Pac to me was something of maybe a misnomer, maybe that's the wrong word to use, but I thought maybe growing up it meant it was an acronym for something or it had like deeper, more fulfillment meaning. Um, after this slightest shredded modicum of research, I found out uh, through the Art of Wrestling podcast with Colt Cabana that Pac got his name because his dad would always point out how even as a kid Pac had a six pack and so from there he kind of figured that the name Pac would work as a name and that is just the most genetic lottery bingo bullshit I've ever heard because I didn't have uh, abs or a six pack when I was a kid I was a lot more doughy as a child so I am upset but you know Newcastle is built very differently to the southwest of England. Let's start off then with the year it all began for Pac professionally in 2004. By this point he had already been participating in backyard shows from the age of 16 so just a couple of years prior uh, performing with backyard wrestling promotions TWXW based out of Gateshead and FXW based in Middlesbrough. He'd make his full professional wrestling debut on the 27th of March 2004 wrestling for the Independent Wrestling Federation, uh, a small company based out of West Denton in Tynan Ware. Very glamorous. In his debut match, he would lose to a local competitor called Assassin, um, but the booker at the time must have had some visionary foresight because Pac was immediately slotted into the main event um, in his first appearance as a pro. So, you know... Just a harbinger of things to come. He'd wrestled only two more times in 2004, both for the IWF. In April, he would lose a triple threat match to a wrestler known as The Player. The match also featured a competitor called Chris Prime. And in November, he teamed up with Sean Avery to lose to the team of Chris Prime again and Harry Payne. More on Mr. Payne to come, though. That was it for a quiet 2004 before he moved on to 2005 where it was still largely pretty quiet wrestling only six matches throughout the year but it was big for him in a small scale which doesn't sound right but it kind of works because he would make appearances for more than just IWF still staying in the north of England he would make appearances for three count wrestling and main event wrestling and he would also get his first wins both as a professional and his wins for those companies in February things got even more exciting because he had his first encounter with one Fergal Devitt. Pac teamed up with old enemy Harry Payne in a losing effort to Fergal 
and Paul Tracy in an IWF event on the 5th of February in Durham, England. Pac and the man we would come to know and love as Finn Balor, or Prince Devitt if you are a New Japan mark, uh, we would always compare these two and they were even written into a program in NXT that they had like a mirrored career. So it is quite interesting to find out that their mirrored careers actually did start or roughly, around, roughly start around the same time facing each other. Pac would get his first victory as professional in October of 2005, teaming up with a wrestler known as Payne, not the Harry Payne from earlier, to defeat the team of D-Unit, which is Jed Masters and Jordan Wright, for an IWF event in Gateshead. Pac would actually go on to win his very first championship in this year as well, but it gets kind of fucky, because there's no record of the match happening. I think there's very limited records of who the previous champion was. I think one half of the champions was known, but at some point around the 26th of August 2005, Pac would pick up the IWF Tag Team Championships with Harry Payne. That fella from earlier, but not just the single pain one, the actual Harry Payne one. Again, I've done a lot of digging. I can't really see anything. There's no events to pin it on. Um, and like I said, I'm pretty sure the previous champion was just question marks and named wrestler who I did not write down. Um, but it does mean that our glorious pack has already been a champion in about a year, year and a, mm, this is August, so just over a year into his pro career, so, you know, fair dinkum to the lad. He would get his first opportunity for a singles belt in December when he faced Kid Ritchie for the Three Count Wrestling Young Lions Championship, a Three Count Wrestling event, the fight after Christmas in Billingham. Lots of glamorous things happening in the north of England, as ever. It'd be 2006 though when Pac really decided to take this wrestling lot super serious. He wrestled a total of 74 matches and it was the beginning of Pac's international expansion uh, competing in mainland Europe, Ireland, and even the United States of America. Beginning in January, he, he spent a lot of the first month of the year chasing down uh, British indie veteran Aviv Mayan. On the 21st of January, Pac participated in an elimination scramble match for Three Count Wrestling, uh, where he would pick up the win in a match that saw him see off Aviv Mayan, Darkseid, Eden, Kid Ritchie, and Max Voltage. This was for a 3CW event called Three For All in Middlesbrough. That dark side that I mentioned does grow up to be uh, th ICW World Heavyweight Champion James Scott winning the title for, at time of recording, three times. The night after, Pac would face and defeat Avermine in a one-on-one -on -one match for triple team promotions uh, based out of Carlisle. And on the 27th, Pac would answer Avermine's open challenge, defeating him once again, this time for FWA Academy event called Revolt, beating him once again putting it as a clean swing for January against Avermayan. Again, no idea why he went after him so much, but this is the Brit wrestling scene in the mid noughties who know what the fuck's going on then. February, a bit more of a mixed bag. It didn't start off the best. He would lose his IWF Tag Team Championships that he's held uh, with Harry Payne in that weird, he's kind of won, but not really, but he has title run. He would lose to D-Unit members Jed Masters and Sean Avery at an IWF event in Gateshead, his first championship run lasting 167 days, which isn't bad going for a first championship. On the 11th of February, Pac would participate in a number one contendership match for the WZW Cruiserweight Championship, WZW being WrestleZone Wrestling. That's a weird title. Uh, Pac would actually pick up the win, defeating Mikey, Mickey L, Mikey L, Mickey L, 
uh, WZW's Aces High event in Whitley Bay, Tiny World. Whitley Bay! Oh, that's lovely. On the 24th, Pat would be back as a champion, this time finally getting the win over Kit Ritchie on a one-on-one -on -one match for the Three Count Wrestling Young Lions Championship at the 3CW event second anniversary again in Billingham. Just 24 hours later, Pac would be facing one of the British wrestling scene's most noted and one of the like worldwide most underrated and underappreciated performers, Jody Flush. This was for an MEW event called Second Coming in Newcastle. Pac would lose, but anyone who's paid even the slightest bit of attention to the Brit wrestling uh, scene in the last 20 or so years should recognize the name Jody Flush. He is a two-time FWA British Heavyweight Champion and a Dub X Dub Light Heavyweight Champion and he's just, he's just actually one of the best. Um, I'm just trying to think who it was. I think it was Ricochet honored him in a match. Um, might have even been Royal Rumble 2020 uh, with the jump from the outside onto the ropes but doing a pivot in the air and then doing a backflip into a um, tornado DDT. That's whole Jody Flash's thing. Go and find Jody Flash. He's really, really good and fun and shit. Pack would see off the rest of February making appearances for Wiltshire-based promotion Combat Sports Federation before we move into March, where he'd pick up another championship. This time, the WZW Cruiserweight Championship. Remember that number one contenders match he won earlier? Well, it fucking worked as Pac defeated champion Ian Robinson for the championship at WZW event Aftershock in Sunderland. He not only became a double champion in defeating Robinson, he of course already holds a 3CW Young Lions championship, but he ended a 405 day reign to become WZW Cruiserweight champion. So he's already bringing down the proverbial giants of the industry is our war Geordie Pack. His first successful defense of the three count wrestling, I don't know why I always have to say three count wrestling, it's much easier to say three CW. His first successful defense of the three CW Young Lions Championship was on the 18th of March. He participated in a three way dance defending the championship against CJ Hunter and Darkseid, that one who would grow up to be something really cool, at three CW's event School Days in Redcar, England. Redcar does not sound like a real place. Pack would finish off the month teaming with Jules Redman and Stevie Lynn to defeat the team of Dan James, Harry Mills and Tommy Langford for an FWA Academy match coup de gras in Portsmouth. One recognisable name there is Jules Redman. He would be actually the future NXT Tag Team Champion alongside Neville, being known better to you and I and everyone else as Oliver Gray as part of British Ambition. But much more to come from them way, way later on. Don't hold your breath. As we move into April, Pac is really starting to rub shoulders with some of uh, the UK's future pillars of the industry. On the 2nd of April, he won the FWA Flyweight Championship in a three-way dance match, overcoming champion Ross Jordan in a match that also featured Stevie Lynn. This was for uh, FWA's Crunch event down in Hoddesdon. Hoddesdon? Hoddesdon. 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 I'm going to go Hoddesdon. Hoddesdon in Hertfordshire, England. That makes him a triple champ. He is a champ, champ, champ. He is our golden pack. Um, a recognizable name in there is Ross Jordan, the now former FWA flyweight champion. He would grow up to be RJ Singh. 
staple on the UK scene and I believe he has made more than one appearance on NXT UK. I don't know why I didn't write that down. Hmm. On the 15th, Pac participated in a four-way dance match with Max Voltage, Jody Flash, and eventual winner Johnny Storm. This was for an FWA Academy match uh, called Supercard 3 down in Portsmouth. And fucking no disrespect to Mac Voltage, but you've got Jody Flash, who we've mentioned before, a bit of a mainstay and a bit of a legend in Brit Rest. Johnny, Sta Johnny Storm, no slouch either. The one and only, the Wonder Boy, no, the Wonder Kid. Another just awesome wrestler from back in the day. I remember watching a lot on FWA when we had the wrestling channel. Um, just, and you've got Fleisch, Storm, the man who grew up to be proper pack, and now he's just baby pack, in a capacity, or in an auditorium with a capacity of 350. The state of things. It'd be in April where Pac would get his first shot of breaking into Europe. On the 22nd, he appeared for Westside Extreme Wrestling, better known as Dub X Dub. He challenged Emil Sitochi? Sitoki? Sitochi? Satoshi. Maybe it was Satoshi, that sounds more flamboyant. He challenged Emil Satoshi for the Dub X Dub Lightweight Championship. He was unsuccessful at the Full Force 5 event in Essen, but. This was Pac breaking into a broader audience and getting his name out there to the wider world. The European scene at the time was quite cult-like. It was pretty much stayed as far away as it could from the US, but still a thriving area in again, Europe and to a lesser point, Japan as well. Japan used to use a lot of imports from Europe back in the day, if I recall. Um, so yeah, first appearance of WX Dub, and it's a title shot win. By the end of the month, Pac would make his IPW UK debut, pulling double duty, because why the fuck not? Teaming with UK legend Johnny Storm to defeat Jody Flash and Teddy Hart, yes, that Teddy Hart, um, at the IPW April show. It's, okay. Later on in the night, he would challenge for the IPW UK Championship in a three-way dance, coming up short against champion Martin Stone in a match that also featured Leroy Kincaid. Martin Stone will grow up to become Danny Burch, where as of time of recording is our reigning, defending, undisputed NXT Tag Team Champion along with Oli Lorcan. In May, Pac would make his debut for Northern Ireland based company Irish Whip Wrestling, which is actually quite difficult to say. On the 6th, he defeated Bingo Balance at an IWW show in Belfast. Bingo Balance, great name, don't know much about him, couldn't find much about him, he's just got a great name. Less than a week later, Pac would successfully defend his 3CW Young Lions Championship in a match against El Ligero in 3CW No Remorse back in Bellingham. And then this is where things get a little bit topsy-turvy, but more on the turvy than the topsy. On the 20th of May, Pac would lose his WZW Cruiserweight Championship to Mickey L in a match that also featured former champion Ian Robinson at WZW All Out in Hartlepool. His championship run would last 71 days and just for a short while he was no longer a golden pack he was just a lowly double champion but it wouldn't last long because on the 28th of may pack would pick up the three count wrestling heavyweight championship of the world defeating Takeshi Morishima reigning champion Ashley Reed and Kevin Steen at IPWK stacked 
in Orpington, Kent. And stacked it bloody was, because Takeshi Morishima, the now former champion, would grow up to become former three-time GHC heavyweight champion and a former ROH world champion. Kevin Steen, who we all know by now as Kevin Owens, a future three-time PWG world champion, a future ROH champion, a future NXT champion, WWE Universal champion, and Ashley Reed was there. Sorry, Ashley. This would be the first time Pac would be a company's top champion, and it also mean that he'd go back to being a triple champ. He is back to being our golden Pac. He is champ, 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 Pac. But it doesn't just end there. See, a couple of days later, Pac signed for his very first company, One Pro Wrestling. On the 26th, he would make his debut for the company in a triple threat match, defeating Dragon Aizu and Stevie Lynn for 1PW Know Your Enemy in Doncaster. So a, a pretty, pretty fucking busy month for our beautiful blessed boy. June though, calms things down just a wee bit. So he's got a little more time on his hands. On the 17th, he begins a succession of successful defenses of his various championships, starting with the three count wrestling heavyweight title, which he successfully defends against Stevie Lynn at the 3CW show Fatal Blow in North Ormsby. But in doing so, Pac acknowledges that if he is the company's top champion, he can't exactly represent the champion of the new generation. So on that night, he vacates his 3CW Young Lions Championship, ending the reign at 112 days. But it does mean he's back to just being a lowly double champion. Wonder how long that's gonna last. A lot longer actually, a bit often I think. On the 29th, he would defend his FWA Flyweight Champion once more against Stevie Lynn. Stevie Lynn, just stop trying because you're not gonna beat him. This was for an FWA event live in Cleethorpes, strange enough, in Cleethorpes. And Pac would finish off the month making a few appearances for IPW UK and Summit Wrestling. Uh, Summit Wrestling being a short-lived company ran by one Nick Aldis, who is doing pretty well for himself at the moment as of time of recording, the current NWA World Champion, which is pretty neat. On the event for Summit Wrestling, he would be defeated by Paul Robinson at Summit Wrestling's Summer Spectacular event in Kings Lynn. As we move forward to July, again, it's not the most exciting month in the world, he opens a month losing to Teddy Hart at 1PW event Fight Club 2 in Barnsley. Ever glamorous. Two weeks later, he successfully defends his FWA Flyweight Championship again, this time against Ross Jordan for FWA Summer Classic in Morecambe. Then he would make his return to the promotion TTP for a one-night tournament. It was the King of the Castle tournament for TTP. And in the semi-final, Pac would defeat C Juice to earn his way into the final. And the final would be Pac versus our future boy Darkseid, Shady Netras, and Carbon, who would be the eventual winner. This would be for the TTP King of Castle event in Carlisle. And a special shout out as well to Shady Natras. I don't really recall much about what he did um, beyond this time in Brit Rest, but during this night in particular, he pulled triple bloody duty. He had his semi-final qualifier similar to Pac. He had the finals, obviously against Pac, he also had a six-man tag match, I think, to open up the event. So, you know, golf clap for Natras here. Fucking triple duty, what the fuck? August was another quiet one for Pac, but this time he did represent 3CW in 3CW's International Wrestling Classic event in North Allerton. As part of Team 3CW, he, alongside Chris Witten and Dragon Aisu, would defeat Team World, represented by Ashley Reed, Sua, and Go Shiazaki, which is 
fucking wild. Go Shizaki, for those who aren't quite aware, will grow up to be the future ace, or can be considered an ace, of pro wrestling Noah. Where he's most recently, at time recording, just lost the GHC World Heavyweight Championship to Keiji Muto. Which is, I, know, I think it was his fourth reign with the championship. And he's very, very bloody good. I know most people who get into, well, try and explore wrestling outside of um, predominantly WWE, but if you want to try and get into wrestling outside of the America in general, first point of call is New Japan. And you'll eventually learn about the aces there and how Hiroshi Tanahashi was the ace, and some still consider him the ace today. Go Shizaki is Noah's version of. Hiroshi Tanahashi in his prime, so it is well worth checking him out. He's he's quite good at the wrestling. Pack would make another trip to Germany, this time for Fiend Wrestling Germany, great name, for the Ruffin Wrestling event in, no oh fuck, Julesen? We're going Julesen. Niedersachsen. Niedersachsen. I'm not German. Pack would again pull double duty, first of all defeating Flying Dragon and then participating in a battle royal which was eventually won by a competitor called Ahmed Shea. Hope I got that right. Uh, just looking through, no major names apart from Bad Bones and Pack. Um, I'm more interested in the fact that this battle royal lasted for 2 minutes 42. How the fuck do you get a battle royale to last less than 3 minutes? Did they just jump out of their own accord? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen people in this match. It's not a lot. The bloody hells are still quick. And then we move into a rather painful month of September. On the 15th, Pack would lose his 3CW Heavyweight Championship to Dragon Aizu at Darkest Deeds 3 back in Billingham. Billingham, bit of a cursed place if you ask me right now. One night later, Pack was trying to challenge for the Dubex Dub World Lightweight Championship all in Germany. Fucking the runs that these lads had to go through back in the day. In a five-way elimination match, which was also a tournament final, Pack would participate in a match with Mike Quackenbush, Ricky Marvin, the now former champion Emil Satoshi, and eventual winner Tommy End, who we all now know as Alistair Black, former NXT champion and a man who has pretty much gone missing as of time of recording um, because the WWE is a very dark and sad place. A week later, Pac would once again try for the IPW UK Championship, this time losing to Martin Stone, again, the future Danny Birch, at IPW UK second anniversary weekend down in Orpington. But in September, Pac did share the ring with some of wrestling's future royalty. On the 10th for main event wrestling, he defeated Spud at their Back for Blood event in Newcastle. On the same night that he lost his IPW UK Championship match to Martin Stone, he participated in a number one contenders match, defeating El Generico and Kevin Steen. One night later, he participated in a global four-man gauntlet with Ultimo Dragon, El Generico, Rip and Peace, and Ricky Marvin. And to see off the month, Pack teamed up with Sheamus or Shaughnessy to defeat Mickey L and Tony Spitfire for British Championship Wrestling in Kilmarnock, Scotland. Sheamus or Shaughnessy would just lose the O'Shaughnessy and is of course our beloved Celtic Warrior Workouts man Sheamus who we see occupy WWE with his ginger mohawk today. October was nothing 
nothing really of note happening in October really just you know on the 14th he faced AJ Styles in a 20 minute epic for 1PW first anniversary show down Doncaster or Doncaster just just you know average normal day things in the Brit wrestling scene in the mid 2000s and I know AJ Styles was not the household name we knew well we know of today but in 2006 after working with TNA for what was at the time four years in a very niche circle of professional wrestling and the IWC at the time he was really fucking good he was very popular also I fucking love AJ Styles he's he's proper good isn't he? he's oh he's proper decent and as a side note the card for that event the IPW the 1PW um, first anniversary show had one hell of a lineup. You've got uh, El Generico, you've got uh, Dragon Eyes making another appearance, Curryman, who keep this between you and me, fucking Christopher Daniels, Selling James Keenan, who grew up to be Corey Graves, Dave Morales, who was fucking uh, Dave Mastiff, Darkseid was there, Samoa Joe. Spud, Colt Cabana, Jody Fleisch, Johnny Storm, Abyss. In fact, the, the night was headlined by Abyss versus Steve Carino in a non-title, no-ropes, barbed wire hell match. Fucking Doncaster got this. What the fuck? Pack the the rest of October sharing the ring with the likes of Jody Fleisch, uh, El Generico, Aviv Mayan, and on the 28th, he would team up with some fellow called Big Van Volta, in a losing tag team match to the Heartbreak Express, which consisted of Phil and Sean Davis for Rings of Europe, a company based in Austria and their show Halloween Night. Of course, Big Van Volta would become Big Motherfucker Volta, the Ring General. I think I did all right with that. Um, and at the time of recording, he reigns as the NXT UK champion and it's just broken Pete Dunne's record the record we thought no one was going to be able to beat for a really fucking long time but that's what happens when you have a pandemic in the middle of your championship reign into November now and Pac would try to reclaim his 3CW heavyweight championship in a three way dance uh, was unsuccessful as reigning champion Dragon Eyes would see off him and Darkseid at 3CW Night of the Dam in Billingham, you're, you're just bad for us Billingham, you're just bad. Pack would then set his sights to far, far fields, as it were, that's not the right expression, but who cares, um, as he would travel to America for the first time for, for a professional wrestling career. I don't know if he used to go on there on holiday or not. Um, yeah, whatever. On the 17th, Pack would lose to AJ Styles in the PWG All-Star Weekend on night one, and then on night two, Pack could lose to El Generico for the same company, same event, same weekend. You, you get it. Um, both matches going over 10 minutes and of course, although Styles and Generico weren't quite at the height of their popularity in the mid 2000s, they were still pretty fucking popular and really fucking good. So I kind of wish I could find these matches. November finishes off with a 20 man Fight for the future battle royal for the vacant 1PW Openweight Championship, which our bloody boy Pat won. In a battle royale featuring the likes of Colt Banner, Darkseid, our boy Dave Morales again, Dragon Aizu, 
da, 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 Jody Fleisch, Johnny Storm, uh, Martin Stone, Sterling James Keenan, Steve Carino. At Fight Club 4, Fight for the Future in Doncaster, Pac would win the Openweight Championship being a double champ. He's back to being multiple golden boy as he holds the championship alongside his FWA Flyweight Championship. And just for, you know, rounding off the month, he'd also make an appearance or two for real quality wrestling, which sounds real quality things. We end the year with a bit of drama and a roller coaster of emotions for December. Um, Pat would compete in a number of championship matches. First of all, challenging for the FSF World Championship, that is Fighting Spirit Federation based out in France. Challenging champion Ares, Ares? I feel like it's meant to be Ares, but they've forgotten an I. We'll go Ares. Challenging Ares uh, for the belt. He Pac was unsuccessful as Ares remains champion in a show in Paris. A few days later, Pac adds to his championship collection as he defeats Tommy N for the WXW Light Heavyweight Championship at WXW's sixth anniversary show in Soest. Soest. Soest sounds more German, so we're going to go with that. At their event in Soest, in, oh, just in Germany. I'm not going to try and pronounce that next word. But Pack is back to being Golden Pack. He is our champ, champ, champ. And it lasts for 24 miserable motherfucking hours as at a dubx dub slash exports wrestling collaborative show called Gorefest, European King of Deathmatches 2006. Whew. Pack would lose his FWA Flyweight Championship to Ross Jordan in a show, but that show that I just said in Colchester, um, ending his run as the Flyweight Champion at 252 days, which is still damn impressive, but you know, a very fleeting remembrance of those memories of a 24 hour triple champ, 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 champ in Pack. We will we'll always cherish those memories. But that isn't the last time. Pack would be involved in a championship opportunity in December. He challenged for the RQW Heavyweight Championship in a tournament final against Martin Stone at RQW, not just for Christmas 2006, in the York Hall in Landon. In the semi-finals, he would defeat a very young Drew McIntyre, but he still wouldn't fucking win. Uh, Martin Stone, once again, defeating Pack. Martin Stone is your brand new RQW Heavyweight Champion and Pack just ends the year as a boring double champion whatever he does though fill in the rest of december facing the likes of doug williams johnny storm jody Fleisch, and a young claudio castagnoli whom we know now as the king of swing the swiss superman the bad bold bastard on the internet who is not called simon miller and he would also compete for ipw uk and three count wrestling as well so that was pack's first three years as a professional wrestler for 2006 alone, where he started to take things more seriously and started getting the matches in and competing all over the world at this point, um, or at least the western half of it, Pack would participate in 74 matches in total with a win percentage of 50%, winning 37, losing 36, and drawing 1. In this year, he would wrestle for the UK, Northern Ireland, Germany, and the American land of the USA. And he would share the ring with young, with then young up and coming talents such as El Generico, Drew McIntyre, Seamus, Alistair Black, 
Colt Cabana, Bad Bones, and AJ Styles, as well as established veterans such as Doug Williams, Steve Carino, and Ultimo Dragon. There are dream matches fucking everywhere for our war Geordie Pack. And he ends the year as 1PW Openweight Champion and Dub X Dub World Lightweight Heavyweight Champion. And that is it for part one of Pack's full time booking as a professional wrestler. Let me know how it's going so far. Um, you know how it usually is by now. Like, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Lifetime Booking Podcast. And yeah, I will see everyone very soon.